Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Boys Love Mariah. I am your host, Frankie. And it is me, I am Huey, the elusive black butterfly. Super, super sensual with it, just killing them softly. Killing them softly with these podcasts. Telling Tell all the all lies. Who lying? You be lying because you be trying to hate everything that I love. As if you don't love it too. I mean, listen. You we, be trying to Mona Scott this podcast. Stop trying to create drama and tension. You know that you love music box. I mean, I like when music comes out of a box. Um, maybe not the actual song. But anyway, I'm doing good. I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, but I'm here, I'm queer, and we're going to make it through. Yes. I can we'll make it queer. through the rain. I can podcast once again. On my own without Huey. Um, never mind. Oh, rude. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We, could, we couldn't do this without Huey. I mean, I'm not that important, but I'm important nonetheless. Listen, we we had, uh, for for the folks that don't know, we, we had our first, uh, video chats uh over instagram live last we week did and it was fun shout out to all seven people who, <laughs> who <laughs> majority of them were your too. friends your friends were there too some of them some of them they were there to be shady <laughs> and my friends were there to be messy <laughs> we had uh, the opposite uh you know reactions they were like i'm team frankie i'm team Huey." i was like there's no loyalty here at all none at least they loyal to people who we're loyal to you know Yes, your friends have. I'd rather some... them rock with you than rock with like a Taylor Swift stand. <laughs> Listen, um, you're not even. We're not going to go Keep there. Keep it in the family. Yeah, you know? yeah, Keep but it um, family. <laughs> but that was a fun moment. It was, it was, uh, it was great actually seeing the face and the voice at the same time. Pleasure was online, friend. <laughs> I was like, hmm, Frankie on that. <laughs> I'm gonna hop on it too, and that was my first time ever like being on live. Oh really? So yeah, because I never because I feel like nobody's gonna watch me because nobody really gives a fuck. So that's I never not get on true. Because look how many people showed up once you went live. Yeah, well, it was a fluke. It was a fun moment. We'll see. The... We'll see what happens. We can do it again, and we'll see. That was a classic. That was a classic. It was, and we talked about many things. Yes, the fighters. Yeah, um, Mariah. Um, I think we talked about SZA at one point. Um, yeah, your cooking show. My cooking show. Um, I'm sorry, baking. Baking, yeah, baking. It's gonna be like just me and sparkly underwear from Fashion Nova. Just oh, I thought you was gonna go to Andrew Christian route. <laughs> Some Adonis's. We don't got, we don't got enough time to bring up uh, troubled souls, but um, not troubled souls. I'm okay. What, what else would you call it? I was just talking about stripper underwear. Oh, okay, okay. I, I had somebody else in my mind when you said that, so I was confused. Um, no, Andrew Christian, he makes the like stripper underwear. Oh, see, I got you. Con- you got me confused with Andrew Caldwell. Ew. <laughs> That's why I was like, "Wait, what?" I was like, "I don't oh know what he gosh. does, but he's if a he troubled made soul." Underwear, uh, I can only imagine. Can you imagine? 
actually no I can't I don't want to imagine what his underwear line would look like I would probably laugh mm. imagine oh look at you yes Artisan Ganache is releasing her album but we're not here to talk about that um, we're, not, we're here to talk about Daydream we are but first can we hit him with a word of the week the word of the week is sublime I'm gonna hit you with that definition as soon as I switch tabs. Um, <laughs> super sorry. All right, so used as an adjective, it means of such excellence, grandeur, or beauty as to inspire great admiration or awe. Mm. And you know, I have heard that word used plenty of times. Plenty of times. And I have never really knew what it meant. Even in trying to use context clues, I never really fully grasped the meaning of that word. But to use it in a sentence or in a verse slash chorus or part of the song, because I'd be doing all the damn sentences. <clears throat> As we drifted to another place in time, and the feeling was so heady and sublime. As I lost my heart to you there in the dark, underneath the stars, you love, know. you love, underneath the stars, you love, you love, beautiful and bittersweet, you fading into me, a journey fading into you. Yeah, so we're going to be talking about Daydream today, and... Alright, now. Y'all just... This is, this is the... This is the Huey, Huey Attempts Notes show. It just it just just doesn't get any better. It just it when I start I can't. <laughs> uh, we will get there when we get there. <laughs> but yes, the word of the week is sublime. That being said, what's been in your music box? All right, right into it. So music box for the past week, I've been kind of in like a nostalgic mood lately. Um, you know, just doing a lot of Uber rides, and you know, I tend to notice that. Um, people enjoy the old school shit so this is like all yeah. 90s so the first one I is had a uh, whole 90s playlist when i was a uh, bartending that i would play and everybody loved it even the uh white people they loved it listen the 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 bars that i go to sometimes have like the jukebox apps and i just crank the the 90s stations and everyone starts pumping because usually they're playing some like you know banjo my dog died kind of country music Uh, not Sheryl Crow uh, Sanaya Twain yeah listen I mean all I wanna do is have some (laughs) no that's Sheryl Crow oh they they all look alike (laughs) you confusing your white girls yes (laughs) oh yeah so um, I think everybody knows this song from the Love and Basketball soundtrack which is a guy I like yes very very old school it's one of my mother's favorite songs anytime i heard it i knew she was either Your going out has great taste in music i like her right right i mean she's great she has she has her issues but you know um 
<laughs> we love Mother dearly, dearly. Um, but yeah, I always knew that song was like it just meant my mom was going out or it was time to clean. Understandable. That was one of those songs. So yeah, check that out. That'll be on the music box playlist, which by the way, we just created. Um it's on Spotify. Look it up. It's under Baby Huey's name, I believe. Um, simply titled Music Box. All the songs that we mention on the podcast will be up there with some extra stuff just to, you know, just for the sake of of music lovers. Yes. So definitely go follow that. Check it out. We'll be we posting new stuff on there. The yeah. Um, so yeah, these songs will be on there as well. Number two is a song that I feel is very underrated and people only know it because of Cousin Skeeter. And that's Stilo by 702. I fucking love that song so very much. You don't understand. Yes, that's one of my favorite songs. Um, I mean, granted, I love me somewhere the girls at, but when if I ever heard Stilo in the club, I'd be like, oh, it's give me my uh, give me my shiny bitch. jacket. Uh, where the girls at can go, Stilo and All I Want um, are are my favorite Seven O Two songs. Underrated, very oh. And pretty much half of that Star album, if we want to be honest. Because mm. Star had some bobs. I still love you. Uh, with... Whew. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, check that out if you don't know the song, which um, I'd be surprised unless you're maybe under the age of 25, you probably wouldn't know it. Um, and my last one is a song that another... It's another one that people don't really know because they only know the version with Fabulous, which is So Into You by Tamiya. With every pass Um, Yeah, that's one of my favorite songs ever. She sounds amazing on it. Obviously, everybody knows it when Fabulous made his own little version and had her on it and then also had Ashanti on like a radio edit version, which didn't sound great. Um, I don't like the Fabulous one. I mean, it's 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 cute. We don't really know him anymore because he doesn't treat women correctly. But um, I never know. I'm never to be your next <laughs> Um, but yeah, Tamia killed it. That's one of my favorite songs from her. She's also very underrated as a vocalist. Listen, when I tell you, still puts me in my feelings each and every time. <laughs> when I tell you, poetry puts me in a mood each and every time. Poetry by Dandy Kane? That one too, but poetry by Tamiya. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, um This that that Between Friends album just puts me in a in a place. More <laughs> that album please tell me what do you think it could be headache title cheating on me i'm tired of this up and down mystery so please answer questions from one to three do he love me lost interest or is he cheating well sounds like we had a moment i did we might have to talk about this off mic can we talk about all i hear is raindrops Falling on the rooftop. <laughs> All I do is lay around, two ears full of tears from looking. What? But no, I, just, I love Tamia dearly. So yeah, that wraps up my music box for the week. Whew. Sorry, my music box. Uh, I'm gonna go in a different direction with this. So on a Sunday, 
I went to see Louis York and the Shindellas, who I absolutely love. Um, and it was up because they know they uh, recognize me. Oh, so you're like, a, you're a stand just like I'm a stand for Cool Company. Like they know they know me by name and everything. It was like, oh my gosh, you're Huey. I was like, oh my gosh, you recognize me. You're like, <laughs> ah. but um, it was a, it was an amazing ass show. So um, it's a Louis York song called Slow Motion that's been stuck in my head. Um, mainly the slower version of it, but it's an amazing song. Um, I think when that because the way that the venue was set up, there were like uh, tables, like it was a restaurant. Okay, okay. And they had like the stage. So um, it was like the stage and then like, you know, space to like stand, dance, whatever. And then like the tables to sit down. So I went from sitting at the table and then it got to a point where Claude Kelly was just singing his ass off. So I had to get up. It was like, I can't sit and, and listen to this. I have to stand. Listen, um, I, I've you never, know I've never been able to understand you. people that just sit down during shows, but whatever. Like when the spirit hit you, and it hit me quick, so I got my ass up, and then I was just standing like towards the side, um, because <laughs> it was like nobody really standing in that like main space, and I didn't want to be like sticking on like a sore thumb. Right, right. Um, so I went from there, and then I slowly just moved in as the show progressed, because the Shindellas came out, and it's three lovely young ladies and their their harmonies and their sound is so tight and it was just uh the gay came out and there was just <laughs> all kinds of stink faces and hand wavings and and this mm, yeah mm. so it was all that um sounds like they a have lot of a moaning song. to me <sighs> Woo Chile. it was a moment but they had this song called reconsider um and they sang the hell out of it so that song has been stuck in my head um, as well, but it was an amazing show. So check out Lewis York. It's uh, Chuck Harmony, who's a beast on on the keyboards and just ah, uh, like come mm. through live and instrumentation. Claude Kelly with just these vocals and and the Shindellas with these harmonies and the whole weirdo workshop and them just doing music that they feel and and not worrying about. It. Like it's just it's it was an amazing show. It was an amazing moment and. I was a privilege to be in the presence of such artistry. Um, and that's not me. I'm like being dead ass. But um, yeah, check them out. Slow Motion by Louis York and Reconsider by the Sandellas. And then uh, New Rules by Dua Lipa has actually been stuck in my head. And on repeat. I actually, um, I love that song. There's a remix that I love because it has like an 80s production to it. I don't know if you're the one that told me you're, you don't care for like 80s production sounds. Um it, well, think, it depends. Speaking of that, they also have a song. Well, Louis York has a song featuring the Shindellas called uh, "No Regrets," which I love. Mm. But um, and it has like that eighties sound to it. it like it sounds like it would have been good on the Goonies. Oh, okay, okay. So you want to just mm, excuse me, jump into to daydream. Daydream. Welcome to the daydream. Daydream is the brand new album from Mariah Carey. Twelve sensational songs, including her hit single Fantasy. Wake up today to Daydream, the new album from Mariah Carey. We are here. It's the year 1995. Miss Mariah Carey put out one of the best albums of the decade. 
Yes, I would agree with that. By the name of Daydream. <clears throat> this was released October 3rd, 1995. And by... November 28th, it was four times platinum. Yeah, yeah. It's also this and album's... by 1998, it was diamond. Yeah, I would say this album's also another uh, another diamond, another diamond certification under her belt. Um, we're still waiting. That we know of. Right, that we're still waiting for the updates for with streaming and shit because that, that might change and the girls will probably be mad. What's the certification after diamond? Um, like, what, what is it? When you, when you reach 100 million... That's uh, what I don't even. What do you, uh, Canary? I don't know. <laughs> God, <laughs> the album went God. <laughs> the shit went Zeus. That should be. That should definitely be the next. Uh, <laughs> like if someone gets like a billion streams on Spotify, that should be like <laughs> it reached Certified God, Zeus. God certification <laughs> or Zeus, one of the either or. I'm I'm fine with both. Oh man, but yeah, um, another another home run, uh, commercially. I would say critically as well. Yeah, I feel like this one. You know, this was the. I guess you could say it was like the start of the transition from that, you know, safe kind of pop sound to a more hip hop R&B influenced, um, you know, production and just overall album. You know, we got yeah. many things from this album. We got first, I guess we just go into it. We could just go into fantasy. Which was the second song in the history of songs. To debut at number one yeah first song by a female act and the only other song that did that was you are not alone by michael jackson before that yeah we don't really know how to feel about that one anymore we don't but um but you know, you know we're not gonna we're not gonna do that here no 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 <laughs> no 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 we're not gonna do that here um but what we will Destiny's do child what excuse me I said in the words of, in the words of Destiny's Child no 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 mm-mm. but what we will do is discuss how fantasy opened the door for these people to do these singing and rap collabs like give me some vocals with a, a nasty ass verse listen because obviously everybody knows about you know the original fantasy which is a little bit more leaning towards the pop sound you know pop sound but it's still just as catchy you know but the remix everybody knows me and Mariah come on we Going like back like babies and pacifier and nothing about that collaboration sounded like you know they were trying to um they were trying to make a certain sound or trying to you know appease a certain you know audience or whatever like this literally just sounded like straight hip hop yeah like and you know, and if if any of you guys have ever listened to or or watched interviews from Mariah, like this was all her idea. She was mm-hmm. a big fan of Wu Tang, as many of us are. Uh, Method Man is my quote unquote like boyfriend, not a love, but um, he is fine. girl. Um, <laughs> we're not going to talk about how high, but anyway, um, yeah, this was 
it was one of those things where it was just so natural. You didn't really even like you didn't understand the impact until, you know, several years later when, you know, these big, everybody else was doing it. right. These big pop girls, you know, were working with people that were like almost their opposite, you know, in the in the sense of um, demographics and image. So, mm. you know, that was and this was actually I want to say probably like one of the first Mariah songs I remember listening to. Um, and just loving as a kid. I remember always just um, hearing it on the radio. My mom had the cassette tapes, and you know we, we've talked about cassette tapes before. But um, the fantasy remix isn't on this album, but it is on the single. Right. So, and it's one of those where you just you just know it. Everyone knows the words. Everyone has their little favorite parts to it. My favorite part is just anytime she hits a fucking high note. <laughs> Um, and I'm not even going to try to sing it right now because it's going to sound terrible but you know for that to be the, the lead single for this album like and then obviously everyone knows the the, the Genius of Love sample um, yes. you know she's not the first she's not the first to use it um, plenty of people have used that um, that sample Return of the Mac did Cameron did on one of his songs um, Return of the Mac is one of my favorites yeah they sampled the, um, the drum on it and uh anytime i have like a 90s playlist i always play the fantasy remix and return of the mac because they have similar uh you know they have a similar vibe to it right and just to again give a, a snapshot of the landscape some of the the hottest songs from 95 include what gangsta's paradise by coolio you know we had waterfalls and creep by tlc uh kiss from a rose by sill we'll get into that song later um <laughs> this is also the year of like this is how we do it and freak like me that's the that's the song for the birds and that was one of them <laughs> yeah and also you know just one more um don't take it personal by miss thing that song, but I love it nonetheless. I don't want to take it out on you. I don't when they said that song was about her period. I was like, uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, it's still current though, even if it is. So right. it don't matter. Um, also, I got five on it. Um, so yeah, uh, fantasy came out in that landscape again. I feel like. This time as well, they picked an amazing lead single um, because it stood out in the landscape, but it fit so well, especially with uh, the remix. Yeah, I mean, you know, granted, at the time, you know, I'm pretty sure there were people that weren't here for um, Old Dirty Bastards verse and they probably didn't understand it, you know, because they were just like, um, I just want to sing and, and bounce around. So give me the shit do 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 do. But you but know, they got over it. <laughs> right? But if you're like me and Huey, and you grew up with a lot of R&B and hip hop, then you understood why this was probably like one of the greatest things that ever happened. Right. And then we saw what impact it had on the culture. After. Right. And despite her record label not wanting this to happen, there's tons of stories behind this collaboration, which I'm waiting for Mariah to really give us like the real details about it because you know you hear things here here and there about it um apparently old dirty bastard was not the easiest to work with god rest his soul which i could see right obviously um apparently he just you know but 
he brought his presence onto that track and I think only Mariah understood that you know he can only bring this to the track nobody else can you know he he his voice his tone like every you know that's just the whole separate topic of the people in Wu-Tang like they all have their own you know cool personalities and they all have their own presence which anybody would be should be honored to have any of them on a track understandable and agree you know so yeah so let's you know do you want to get into some favorites um real quick i want to talk about one sweet day oh oh the 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 song that holds the number the the the, the title the i don't know what is it the title what is it the the record the record for the longest running number one single in american history on the billboard hot weeks. 100 16 whole ass weeks this shit was in 95 that's come on and with streaming it made her the first artist to have two singles debut at number one consecutively there we go just records on records and then Britney Spears did it and then Drake did it but whatever yeah but those songs aren't as good um (laughs) yeah they weren't the first yeah they weren't um but (laughs) and I think one of the one of my favorite things about One Sweet Day is that yeah it's something everyone can relate to but the vocals on this song were just out of this world and like again another organic feel to it 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 felt right it didn't feel like the label was like hmm let's put these niggas on the song (laughs) (laughs) it 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 happened out of a desire for that from the artist and and there's just the whole um creation of the song and how uh what nathan already had some stuff written and it just went with what, what mariah was doing and they just put it together and the video was shot when they were recording it and niggas was having fun in the studio and walter was like uh we gotta get this done <laughs> we, we kind of gotta get this done but um it was just again very organic and you can tell and then the they ad-libbed so well together in that song and, and yeah it's one of those songs that like I would love to do during karaoke but I'm afraid that like there would be too much of a emotional vibe around me that I would just start crying oh gosh you know because like I said everyone can relate to the song we've all lost people before and I think that's one of the reasons why it was so big at the time because you know there weren't a lot of songs about um about death I mean yeah there's, there's tons of songs out there but ones that have like an amazing you know amazing production amazing vocals behind it from two of the biggest acts of the 90s um you know and she was she had already had her fan base she already had people just you know giving her number one singles and they right. both were extremely popular at the time and it just it worked it, it whew, feels okay um <laughs> So yeah, we can jump into favorites. Super favorites. And least favorites. Who's going first? Um, okay. Um, well, I, I'll go first for favorites because, you know, you won't be mad at me. <laughs> um, okay. So like I said, even though it's not on the album, it is my it is one of my favorite songs and that has to be the fantasy remix. Oh, I thought you was about to say something away. slipping away is one of my favorites i don't count it i'm not going to count it on this um but it is one of my favorite songs ever so but if we're talking just strictly daydream slipping away was not on there but we'll get into what song should have been erased and slipping away should have took its place in a minute we will yeah um so yeah number one is fantasy remix because obviously 
Number two is Always Be My Baby because that is my go-to karaoke song. Even though I don't sing it well at all. But <laughs> I loved everything about it. Um, shout out to my co-host of What About Your Friend, Charnel. He has a deep connection with this song. And um, I just know a lot of people, like, that's that's one of their favorite songs from her. And Always Be My Baby, obviously, I would consider it an R&B record. But there's something about this song that I feel like just kind of put her in her own league. As far as, like, I feel like Mariah has always had, like, her own genre of music. I can agree with that, yes. Yeah, and Always Be My Baby, like, yeah, it sounds poppy because it's catchy, but there's, like, R&B production behind it. Um, so it's not it's not something that is strictly just, you know, traditional or, you know, or too off-sounding or too um, too foreign. So, right. yeah, and it's and just... And I love the, um, the remix. Yes, the remix with Escape and the yes, Brat. Yes, I love Escape on the back. Oh, my God. Yeah. They Mainly, did. all I can really hear is candy, but still. <laughs> I like how they sounded behind Mariah's um, vocals. Yeah, and she actually, like, raised the key in that remix. I'm not there where I can point those, those things out. <laughs> like, towards the end with the ad-libs, like, she was singing much higher. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go back and <laughs> but she also incorporates um the remix into like the live performance um with some of the ad libs and stuff so i do i do appreciate that as well um because i don't think she's ever performed the remix live and if she has i don't remember it what purpose was this up she doesn't need to oh, okay all right um this helps. <laughs> <laughs> and my last but definitely not least is uh, one of the fan favorites melts away Melt Away was produced by Babyface, and this was the one time I feel like, well, not one time, this was like the, one of the times I feel like they truly got it right, because whatever song they worked on on Music Box was not my favorite, and um, we talked about it, we had our moment with it, that was a classic. Yeah, Melt Away is dope, and her lower register is so fucking smooth in the beginning of that song, and she went from like the lowest of the lows to like the highest of the highs, just literally like this song is definitely something that you want to just kind of either get a little sensual with, with, with your significant other, or just have some alone time. Um, yeah. Okay, I can rock with those. Okay. Um, what about you, Mr. Sir? So, um, just to continue on with yours, Melt Away is definitely one of my favorites. Um, again, that lower register at the beginning. I love her lower register in general. Um, but it's the first moment or well overall this album um ranks at number three for me and it's at number three because the vocal arrangements and the ad-libs on this album and and they were to me when i first noticed like if i listen to if i listen to her her uh, albums back to back to back to back to back to back. Daydream is when her arrangements really pop for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when her ad libs really pop for me, like when it just sounds like, yes, like the stacking and the layering of her vocals. Um, she did it in Melt Away on that second verse when she has her lower register one and then she has one a little bit higher. Mm. And I, 
I love when she does that so much. <laughs> I love it. It's it sounds so beautiful and it, it just gives me like Marvin Gaye vibes and and <sighs> I love it. So no to way definitely it's like especially with that second verse when she has them layered. Um I just love it and again baby face and you man you it's just beautiful. Um <laughs> And continuing in that same thing when it comes to arrangements and everything underneath the stars is a uh, this, and that's why I, I got so into it earlier. And is whenever I hear that song, I can't help but to just get into it. And I'm like, what part do I want to sing? Do I want to do the young love? Young love? Do I want to do those? Do I want to do the atlas? Drifting, drifting. Or do I want to stick with the chord? Like, what part do I want to do? And the the writing and the way that that song flows, it's just it's so fucking beautiful to me. Um, I think Brandy of, says she loves that song. She should because she's definitely taking notes from that song. Um, and I would say Beyonce has too. Mm. Um, but it's 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 just a, like background singers. Where? Who? Why? She can do it all herself. She not like. Yeah, this she's one. Like, oh, I got this. this. I got it. Yeah, I feel like underneath the stars reminds me of um, bliss in the sense of like this was strictly just a song to showcase the just the talent of her voice and the pen because it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Beautiful some of the some of the lyrics in this song are actually really, really good. You were fading into me, and I was gently fading into you. Have you ever faded into somebody before? Listen, we don't got enough time to talk about them. Or if I faded in, I faded out. I I wanted to give somebody a fade, but anyway. Um, but the time went sailing by. Reluctantly, we said goodbye and left our secret place so far behind. And I laid awake all night, and I was drifting, drifting, drifting. Our girl, our girl was on her Ju- Judith funny, if if you can. Remember. She got some good dick. She it had to be good. Listen, it had to. They fucked in the park. Not if it was Tommy Matoma. So thanks for ruining that moment for me. <laughs> um, underneath the stars, though, is definitely in my top five Mariah Carey songs. Period. Um, and then this might cause friction. I don't know. It might. It might not. But forever. I like forever. Okay, good. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think she yeah, likes for- it. I love it so much because I love how like 50s it sounds and, yeah yeah um like I that's definitely like a first dance song um oh yeah definitely like, it's, just, it's so beautiful and I love her, her uh, performance of it I like the live uh, performances of it um it's just such a beautiful song again beautifully this the, the writing on this album um to me it's better than music thoughts and emotions and Mariah Carey I feel like it's on par with emotions but better um and the production again the arrangements the vocal arrangements 
just like <laughs> she was not playing she was like i am going to do this because i can and she did mm-hmm. um but yeah forever just it's such a beautiful song and and it makes me want a boyfriend and then it's like uh anyway right and then you get to looking in you're like nope fuck this looking in is bag <laughs> from the beginning it was in my bag and I don't want to get out um but yeah so my least favorites wait did you give us how many how many favorites did you give us three underneath the stars melt away and forever oh okay 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 I forgot about melt away super sorry <laughs> um that's cause I, it kind of blended in with yours okay so yeah, it was one more but my least favorite three and again only one of these least favorite thing out three I would take off the album and replace it with slipping away and that's open arms uh, uh, oh. um again oh my heart it it did open arms could have easily been the b-side to always be my baby and rested there while slipping away could have taken its place um it it at Huey's just not a fan again, of covers. It's not that I'm not a fan of covers. Number one, when Mariah Carey covers a song, I can tell because I know what her writing sounds like right, to right. a certain degree. So I can tell, okay, she didn't write this. And then it's just, it, it again, she performs them very well. However, for the most part, like her covers don't resonate with me I feel like she performs her material so much better which is understandable because it's hers and she wrote it um but this 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 is one cover that again very well done but I could have done without it and I would have much rather slipping away been in its place but then she probably would have had to uh, reorder the album um I am free. I love it. Uh, very beautifully sung. Um, and this one of those ones when it's like, uh, I don't want to listen to it, and I end up listening to it anyway and being in my bag. <laughs> um, because again, writing and and the way the song is arranged and the way it just flows is beautiful. Um, and then when I saw you, um, beautiful song, very well written. Yeah. very beautifully sung but again like it's like oh when I saw you was next I'm not gonna oh, I'm listening to it and I'm in my bag <laughs> like I don't skip I am free or when I saw you I might skip open arms well okay I can't be too angry at that because we share two of those in common Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, here we go. I'm just gonna. Well, I'll just I'll I'll save the worst for last, just because I know the lambs are gonna be mad at me. But um, yeah. So my least favorites, and I could just say, actually, I'm just make it quick. The first two are "I Am Free" and "When I Saw You" because I feel like they belong on Music Box. They would have fit very well. Yeah, it's just that like that traditional Mariah Carey and the Walter guy, like they it's just like kind Walter of Afanasiev. Right. It's just kind of like, you know they're like we we've heard that sound from them. 
And because Daydream as a whole was, you know, tapping into other things, a lot more um, hip hop and R&B and just, you know, a little bit more experimental compared to the other albums. I felt like I am free. And when I saw you was a little too, you know, like, yeah, we've heard this sound from her already. Um, But I can understand their placement on the album because that's what that's what people knew of her. Right, right. It's literally like in the direct middle of the album. Um, and then, you know, right before a little familiar just to, right, right. Um, yeah, so that's that. My third favorite song is a song that I, favorite or least favorite? Oh, third least favorite. So sorry, sorry. Um, is a song that I think is, even though it is underrated, I feel like it's overrated within our community. And it's not because I think it's a bad song. I don't think it's a terrible song at all. I think it's a cool song. I just don't listen to it because I don't connect to it. Um, maybe if this, maybe it's because this is like another stoner. Um, I feel like this is one of those things that would fall under stoner music. Underneath the Stars um, is not one of my favorite songs. And you had me. <laughs> we were so close, Frankie. We were so close. And I knew it. I knew it once you started singing underneath the start. I was like, oh, he's he's one of the lambs that r- truly loves this. And, you know, I'll say this. I was going to save it for, for next week, but underneath the stars sounds like 4th of July, and I like 4th of July better. We'll get there when we get there, but I understand. It's, you know, it's it's kind, it's kind of like the similar sound. Um, but I, for whatever reason, I just like 4th of July better. So that's that. Um, yeah, when I saw you, I am free. I just don't believe her on those songs and underneath the stars. I think she sounds amazing. The, the harmonies, the vocals, stackings or whatever, like all the stuff that Brandy's known for, like this is all in that song. Um, and Brandy actually has, there's like a lot of Mariah influence in Brandy's music, which I don't feel like um, they, people talk about enough, especially oh. her, what is it, The Boy Is Mine album? Or Never Say Never, Never Say Never. Um, there are a lot of songs yeah. that are very, very Mariah, like Angel in Disguise and Tomorrow. And, you know, we could talk about that all day, but this is not Boys Love Brandy. We could. Actually, I'm, I might go see her. She's going to be here. Um, in a couple days, I saw her. I saw her a couple years orchestra. ago. An orchestra. Oh, okay. I'm like, oh my gosh, this I mean, have to be there. Does mean orchestra for sitting up in my room? I don't know, but I don't know what's going to be on the on the thing. It's two shows, so I'm gonna see how this direct deposit hitting, and <laughs> you know, and, and I don't mind sitting in like the nosebeeds all the way in the back for the simple fact that what the fuck I got to be up close for? Like, ain't nothing going on on the stage yeah, for me yeah. to be up in her face so um yeah if i can find me a nice cheap nosebleed ticket i will be there uh sitting up in the kennedy center um but yeah um back to daydream so we got to talk about this the motherfucking grants oh dear all right so so Daydream, a total of six nominations. Six. And no wins. So let's run through these categories. Um and and you know, let's discuss. Okay. You know, let's be honest with things. All right. Let's let's do it. 
Alright, so pop collaboration with vocals. One sweet day. Rock Harry, Boy Smith. The trophy went to Have I Told You Lately That I Love You by the Chieftains with Van Morrison. I don't know that song. No. Um also nominated were Scream by Michael and Janet, When You Love Someone by Anita Baker and James Ingram, and Someone to Love by John B. and Babyface. Um, yeah. I, I feel like it was snubbed. I, I will say that. It, it was, um, I, it it was an obvious choice. Do. It has nothing to do. Uh, granted, like I said, I don't know the Have I Told You Lady That I Love You song. Um, but... It didn't stand the test of time, clearly. Well, I'm not going to say that. I don't think it stood the test of time because if it did, I would know. Like, I know all these other songs, but there are also other songs by colored people. So maybe that's why. Anyway, it was not. Um, female R&B vocal performance. Uh, Always Be My Baby was nominated along with uh, The Way That You Love by Vanessa Williams, I Belong To You by Tony Braxton, Baby by Brandy, and the winner of that trophy was I Apologize by Anita Baker. Um, I love I Apologize. Um, I feel like had there been an urban contemporary category at this time, Always Be My Baby would have won. Yeah, I feel like it didn't win because it strayed from the traditional R and B formula, right? Um, so that's why it didn't win. Like, understandable, and I apologize. Is a, is a beautiful song by Anita Baker. Um, oh, we love her. We love her always. But I feel like always be my baby. Uh, aged better. I mean, it was also for a different demographic as well. So, uh, yeah, I almost feel like it shouldn't have been even in the same category as that. Um, it shouldn't. But even Brandy's Baby, like that, I mean, she had other songs that probably could have been nominated for a Grammy. But, um, right. but I mean, this was 96 when it was like, oh, all black people music is R&B. Oh, they sing and they black R&B. Yeah, and I honestly feel like, and this may be just my own you know paranoia just from you know things that i've watched and read but i honestly feel like the grammys were not here for mariah because she was you know she was associated with tommy you know i feel like after the whole what was after emotions and after the wedding or whatever they just were not fucking with her because they probably just thought like oh no she's you know it's it's expected to give you know, Miss Little Mariah, all the awards because she's married to the head of the music industry. Right. You know, and I honestly... Oh, go ahead. When critics and when everybody is on the same page, it's just like, if they would have given it to her, it wouldn't have been like, oh, they only gave it to her because she fucking married to Tommy. It would have been like, yeah, it was deserved. Because everybody was fucking with this album. Right. It wasn't a thing where, you know, this they just... uh, you know where people weren't buying these songs and you know it, it she had legit made her mark you know she was a credible artist you know and, and it showed she was writing these songs and co-producing them so um you know for her to sit there open up the show with boys to men put on a great performance and then to you know stay during that whole show 
to not win anything like you know going back to the biography that's on youtube or whatever um I, I i truly feel like she did argue with tommy afterwards and was like i'm not mcdonald's like you want to make me a fucking franchise <laughs> and i had to watch everybody in that bitch win a grammy and that's it i got one um uh next up was female pop vocal performance uh which was won by no more i love you's by annie lennox i know of the song but don't know it um, also nominated was Colors of the Wind by Vanessa Williams, You Got It by Bonnie Raitt, One of Us by Joan Osborne, and I Know by Dion Ferris. Um, I, I don't know. I know of No More I Love You's, but I don't know the song. Same. Um, and I know of Annie Lennox, but I can't tell you any of her things. <laughs> um, so I can't make an accurate um point here but I will say again not that I should know everything or that I know everything but I feel like fantasy aged better than all of these songs yeah I mean out of all those songs what what do you still hear being played exactly Come on. but again fantasy was in that Mariah genre so it was pop, but it was a little R and B too, and it was safe, but it was a little bit hood. Like, right? Uh, I mean, he had, granted, had the rap song collaboration been out at the time, like her and mm-hmm. her and ODB, I mean, probably probably wouldn't have won, but it definitely would have been nominated. The fact that she spearheaded a whole fucking category at the Grammys, I'm going to give her that. Yeah, I'm going to give her that. I'm going to give her that that uh, title and acknowledgement. Right. Um. And then for the big four, she was nominated for. Uh, oh yeah, um, Daydream was also nominated for pop album, and they lost to uh, Turbulent Indigo by Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Big four. Uh, it was nominated for album of the year. It lost to Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette. I love that album. Um, and since I do know and love that album, I can honestly say that Daydream should have won over it. Yeah, I know a lot of people have connections with Alanis Morissette's music. I don't know enough of it. I've never listened to an album, but I am curious. It's it's a good album. Um, it was about Uncle Joey from uh, Full House. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's the album that has uh, "You All to Know" on it, and um, right, right. And isn't it ironic? Oh, that's her? No. I think Ironic. Yeah, that's her, but I think Ironic is either on that album or another one. Mm. I should know this. But um, it's like, rain on your wedding day. It's a free ride. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, it is on the album. Um... And another one. I got one hand in my pocket. You might not know that song. No, I do know that one. Oh, you do? It's something a cigarette. <laughs> right? That's that song. Yeah. <laughs> I know um, things. I know things. That's it. No, I don't know. But yeah, um, I would definitely take Daydream over that album. And then uh, One Sweet Day 
was nominated for Record of the Year, and it lost to Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Again, another mm. song that I know and love, but I feel like One Sweet Day should have won over that. So out of all the categories that she was nominated for, I really feel like she t- should have taken Record of the Year and Album of the Year. Definitely. Like those, um, and, you know, granted, she didn't end up winning a Grammy until, what, 10, 10 11, 11 years later. Um for the emancipation of Mimi, but they, you know, did her like they did Beyonce. Said, "Oh, you can win these little R and B categories because you want to be all, you know, R and B now, Black. right? Yeah, exactly. You want to, feel wanna, like you want to hang with the hip hoppers. I, I feel like the the snubs from this year were were punishment for fantasy for the fantasy remix, really, and and her breaking the the formula too much and shaking the table too much." Yeah, I mean, because um, it was a strong. I mean, even getting into the album long ago, which I love, it's so hot. <laughs> that song, every time I hear it, I always think that like that's sh- not 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 that it should have, but it definitely could have been a Mary J song. It could have, and it could have been a good ass single as well. Yeah, with a dope ass video with her like in a drop top caddy, just pulling up like long ago. Like, yeah, that's it's it's one of my favorites. Definitely one of my favorites on the album. It was it was not top three, but it was definitely top five. I would give it that, yes. Um, but yeah, fuck the Grammys. (laughs) Um, and also I just wanted to note that, I mean, even Complex ranked at number fifteen for one of the best albums of the nineties of the decade. Come on. Granted, we know that the, the 90s belong to Mariah Carey in general, but still. Right. Just, um, it just is what it is. Um, but yeah, where does Daydream rank for you? Because like I said, it, it's number three for me, mainly because... Well, okay, different question. Would you mark Daydream as the end? Okay, is Daydream to you an era by itself, the end of an era or the beginning of an era? I think Daydream was the beginning of the, the the transition. And that's, you know, obviously because Daydream is such a different album than Butterfly, but it definitely, you know, it paved the way. You know, it she she opened up the door with Daydream because we had, you know, Always Be My Baby, we had Long Ago, we had Melt Away, we had the Fantasy Remix. You yeah, know, underneath the stars, right? Even yeah, and all of those, <laughs> all of those songs could have been on Butterfly because of the way they sounded. Yes, you know, um, so I honestly think Daydream was, you know, it's ironic to say it was the it was the beginning of the transition, and, and it just happened to be like the end of her marriage. Yeah, I would say it was the end of an era. Hmm. Interesting. So for me, when I think of the Daydream era, it's kind of weird actually because the first thing I think about is simply her on the roller coaster in the fantasy video. I just remember always thinking that it looks so. Oh, I cool. hated every video. You said you hated every video. I mean, fantasy was fun, but the videos didn't start popping to me until Honey. Oh, definitely. You know, Honey was his own. You know, that's it's that's it that's in its own league 
But I just from honey on, I'm like, yes, right. Keep these visuals. <laughs> All the other ones are like, oh, these are nice. These are cute. Yeah, like fantasy was cute, and I, you know, I thought it it matched the song, you know. But um, and again, she, artist because she directed that video. Yeah, that was her. That was her. I guess you could say her direct uh, directorial debut. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think of that. I think of just seeing her on the roller coaster, and just I remember going downstairs and watching my mother watch the video, and just thinking like, this woman is so pretty, and I love the way she sounds. I love this video. She looks so cool on that roller coaster, and um. So that's what I think about. But then I think about that and I think of the very last song on Daydream, which is Looking In. And that was like mm. the first time I feel like you ever got a chance to really feel like or just to ever hear Mariah as a as a human, as just a person, not not as the diva, not as this crazy, you know, amazingly talented vocalist, as someone that was literally trying to tell you, like, this is how I feel, at, you know. Right. Or whatever you guys will never know the real me and despite of all these great things that everyone sees and all the glitz and the glamour um you know i have a lot of insecurities and you know i'm harboring a lot of shit um and that's one of the, i think that's like one of the realest things she ever did and she only performed the song once um a couple of years ago with an orchestra and she was crying during the performance so i knew you know, just from watching her perform that, I knew that that song meant a lot to her because, you know, what was happening with her during her marriage at the time. So mm. for her to give us, you know, all these amazing big pop songs, you know, pop R&B songs, and then also give us that, you know, that introspective song at the end of the album, which, you know, kind of became the theme afterwards um, for, you know, later albums to come. Right. Um, and then the second verse, this takes me in like she she smiles through thousand tears and harbors adolescent fears she dreams of all that she can never be she waits in insecurity and hides herself inside of me number one a pen right number two who the fuck are you and who do you think you are <laughs> but you know it's it's one of those things where and I, me being, I'm 27 at the moment, and um, me too for another week. <laughs> um, I relate so much to those lyrics like now more than ever because I remember listening to it when I was a little bit younger and not really understanding like where she was coming from with this. But right. you know, when you read stuff, you watch interviews, you understand the story, you understand um where people's mindsets were back then, like it's all clear to me now it's like yo this was her literally trying to say like i'm i'm not really the happiest right now yeah i'm i'm, I'm successful i have all these things but i'm not happy like personally and and now i you know and it makes sense that's why she says she's like i got in a little bit of trouble for writing this song people were, were people were annoyed with me and you know and under understandably not to you know defend them but like yeah it would i would understand why you'd be upset because she's basically you know saying like um you know like this isn't really this isn't the world i really live in like you guys will never know the the shit that i'm really going through um right. and obviously being her husband being the head of head of the label um he's not trying to hear that he's like what the fuck is this uh you know woe is me crap <laughs> you're right though listen <laughs> but that's you know that's that and i i feel like this was like the you know this was the transition and you started to really you know get a 
get a sense of you know who she was as an artist a little bit as who she was as a person but you know next album going forward obviously butterfly was like the whole like this is who mariah is as an artist this is who she is as a person like and there's right. so there's so many things happening so i feel like daydream was the start of that any uh last thoughts about daydream um i am free and when i saw you could have went bye-bye slipping away should have been on that album um let's see any, anything anything else um yeah no and we could we should have got the remix we should have got the remix either at the very end of the song i mean at the very end of the album or something because it's it's just as iconic as the album i would agree but the remix helped sell the singles yeah true so i mean either way she's mariah and these number ones just flow out of her pen like (laughs) a fountain darling um but yeah, I've said all I had to all I've had to say about the album. But my say something is related to the album. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. So sis, I need you to track down whoever has the footages of the underneath the stars video. You said footages? All the footages. <laughs> um, because I wanna see it. I would like to see it. I would like to see it too, but I think that's we're we're never gonna get it. I feel like her ex husband just destroyed it out of spite. She was like, "I don't know what that shit is." <laughs> right? She was like, "It probably burned down just like the house burned down." Uh, but no, um, I would love to see what you know was conceptualized for that video. Maybe one day, maybe. Or just you know write it down. <laughs> give me a nice storyboard or something I'll right just it. give us the concept in a tweet yeah just let me know what happened in the, in the video <laughs> oh man well I guess I might say something would be thank you for giving us such a sublime body of work and yeah, we did not use that word at all and Ooh. I had ample opportunity as a moment <laughs> it's okay we, we, we I used it once so it counts and, but uh, I gave probably the best vocal performances that I have given on this show as of yet. There you go. Today, whatever the words are. Yeah, hopefully I'm not under the weather when we record for Butterfly because I'm definitely going to be humming. Oh, that's going to be a hot ass mess, and I'm ready for it. Oh yes. Um, but yeah, I'd say yeah. Thank you for creating such a sublime body of work. And did you really say to Tommy, "I'm not McDonald's"? <laughs> because that is some funny shit. I would love to know the answer to that question as well. I feel like if I ever meet her, I'm going to be like, girl, did you really say that back in 95? But no, where can they find you at, bro? You guys can find me on Twitter at Frankie L. Rivera, Instagram, Frankie.L.Rivera, photography, Instagram, underscore box guy, and Snapchat, Frankie.Rivera. Also, make sure you guys listen to What About Your Friends. This past week's episode was pretty funny. We went through some old tweets. It was. Oh, you listened? You listened? Throw coat. <laughs> which I need right now. Um, it's such a delicious beverage. <laughs> yeah, make sure you guys check that out. And for those that are going to be in my area, February 9th uh, at 7 p.m. at the CT Comedy Theater, me and Charnel are going 
are coming back for our second live show. It's going to be a Valentine's Day themed episode. And uh, yeah, go get your tickets. Um, they're on sale now. If you guys need the links, they're on my Facebook, all my social medias. And if you really can't find it, then I'll just send it to you. So um, come out and let's just have a good gay time. Sounds fun. Sounds very gay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at babyhuey. That's B A E B Y H U E Y. Um, check me out in chapter two the web series on Amazon Prime and Kennedy the web series on YouTube and just keep a lot of all of my other things that I'm doing and working on um, I'm, 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 all right fine with <laughs>